Hello and welcome to the Change With Him Real Raw Redeemed podcast. This is Sarah and I'm excited, kind of, <laughs> a little bit somewhat, to be here to share this message. It was one that it, it took me it took me back, to be quite honest with you. And it might be something that you've unknowingly been afraid of that that has caused you to hold yourself back that has caused you to continue to live in what Christ calls us to live free from and that is fear fear is is it's scary right there's a lot of fear i think with anything that we can think of we can we can speak of we can find reasons to be afraid and there are different definitions of fear i remember early in my career uh, people that that I would make a transformational audios for, meditations for, recordings for, uh, would say that they just wanted to be free from this internal fear. And this was before I started incorporating God, the power of the Holy Spirit into into the way that I worked, into what I shared. Uh, but it was very real for people, and it can mean you know face everything and run, or it can mean face everything and rise. And God calls us to rise above fear. That's why he commands us to not fear. To fear him means to revere him, to have reverence for him. And I actually, where is it? I actually just highlighted that in my Bible the other day because someone was asking about that. Uh, Just calling in protection um, calling in the fear of the Lord. And really to fear the Lord is just to respect the Lord. It's really to fear not him not being near. You guys know I like my rhyme. So to fear the Lord is to fear him not being near. And he's, he's never not with you, but we can turn from him. And he, he's not a manipulative God. He's not a forceful God. So he'll never force us to have a relationship with him. And he will always love us regardless of our chosen relationship with him. Um, but a lot of us feel afraid to speak up, to speak our truth, to, to really hold close to what is true for us. And, and that is even in our relationship with God, if we're, if we're sharing it, if we're coming public with it or not, or if it's just simply a private thing and we, we want to gather around others who have the same beliefs, right? Because first you make your beliefs and then your beliefs make you, and you are most like the five people that you're most around. So if you have given your life to Christ, chances are you desire to be around others who have given their Christ to life. And there was a group that I'm a I guess, I don't know if I'm a part of it, but it popped up on my social media the other day and it's just positive quotes. And someone had shared as a positive quote, you got to include God in everything. And so I loved it because I was like, yes, (laughs) Uh, there were so many comments on it. There were over 8,000 people that liked this. And as I'm going through the comments, I'm I'm reading them and, and I'm just feeling, yes, like the more, the world needs more of this. The world needs more truth that we need to include God in everything. We need to invite him into everything and, uh, the changes, the beauty, the power, the transformation that takes place within when we say yes to this, when we say yes to God coming into everything and every crack and every crevice and every space and every place within us. And, and we just rejoice in all of that. We, we count it all blessings. We rejoice in all things. So I'm reading through the comments and a lot of them were amen above all God first. Amen. 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 That includes Christ 
in Christmas. I was like, yes, amen with the prayer hands. Amen, amen, amen. And, and so many more. Yes, amen in everything with thankfulness. And so I just commented as well. I wrote yes in all caps. For from him are all things. And so to him should be all things. He deserves the glory because if you listen to any other of my podcast, uh, worship songs automatically always come to mind. For from you are all things and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. And so that worship song came to mind while I was commenting. And so I just kind of typed out, you know, a verse from that and um, got attacked. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, okay. Hello, spiritual warfare. I see you right there. And that's exactly what it is. And so someone whose name I, I honestly, honestly cannot pronounce. And even if I could pronounce it correctly, that's beside the point. Um, responded to my comment and said, but with all caps, your God with a lowercase g. So for me, that was the initial indication. This is not, this is spiritual warfare. This is an enemy attack. And that's exactly what it was. Your God, lowercase g. And I'm like, I don't have first and foremost, <laughs> first things first, mister. Uh, I don't have a God with a lowercase g. I don't know a God with a lowercase g. Well, unless I decide it to be right. And that's whoever, or whatever I I'm choosing to put before my God and my God is the one and only God. He is, his name is spelled with a capital G and uh, that that's it. That's the end of the story. There is only one. We all only serve one, but we can choose to chase after run after other things. And those can become little G gods. But in his response, it was, but your meaning like I have my own. I'm like, no, I have the one, the the one and only that there is. Uh, your lowercase g already has everything. Dot dot dot. So I'm like, okay, he's he, yeah, he's on track. But first of all, he's not speaking about the same person I'm speaking about. Your God already has everything. But I knew what he was saying, so I went with it. I continued reading. Certainly, someone who is all powerful can fulfill all their own needs without help from anyone else, right? With a bunch of question marks. And my res uh, my response was exactly. It's not about us helping him, big capital H, right? Because the change with him, <laughs> and then we're only talking about the man. It's about us honoring how he's helped and is helping us. And then this person responded, "What exactly is the assistance he's providing?" And I'm like oh my gosh, I, I would need a lifetime to explain the assistance he's providing and the ways he has provided and the ways that I know and trust and believe in my spirit and everything that is me that he will provide. I mean, I kind of laughed. I'm like, well, because the Bible says he does and and my faith is my evidence. <laughs> like I look back at the laundry list of my past of ways I shouldn't have been provided for and ways I shouldn't have been cared for and ways that, I, that, you know, the consequences should have been a lot more severe than they were and yet they weren't. And that is because God loves me uh, and, and in his son, I've been set free. So he went on to write, what exactly is the assistance he's providing? I mean, I see him, lowercase, so we're not talking about the same God here. Uh, and this is true. He was true in, in this because whenever I use him uh, and and his, and I am speaking about God, I always capitalize it. And, and there's a differentiation between when I'm speaking about him, lowercase h, is the enemy, is the one who wants to be him. So Satan, the devil, wants to be God. He's an envious person. He's the jealous person. And it says that God is jealous too. Uh, it says that in our scripture and in, in, in Bible, in the Bible, but he's not in a malicious way. 
Uh, so, so here, here's how it continues. I mean, I see him permitting the murder of millions of innocent people in wars, hurricanes, volcanoes, floods, droughts, and tornadoes, all by the grace of your God, again, lowercase g, and identified by insurance companies as, and then this is all caps, acts of God, which they do not pay for. So we're, we're charting into like water that I'm like, we're, we're not swimming in here. And so my response was the Bible clarifies all of this. I'll lovingly direct you to it. And then he responded, I have read the Bible several times and refer to it often. And here's where my mind went. Hmm. Okay. And, and just took notice to the choice of words he had there. He shared, there is no excuse whatsoever for the mindless murder of tens of millions of people. The Bible was not written by your God, again, lowercase g. And I was like, you're right, (laughs) because the Bible was not written by a lowercase God. It was written by uppercase God, the God. If your all-powerful God had a message for his people, he would not need a book translated into hundreds of languages. I was like, well, wait a minute. Okay. The Bible is a message for all people for all time. So yes, there is more than one language. The Bible talks about that in the beginning of it, how babble, right? They're babbling. They couldn't understand each other. And and so <laughs> they went out to, to spread the good news to all nations. That is the gospel. It's good news. So yeah, the Bible is good news for all, all men for all time, men and women, human, not just men like wiener men, vagina (laughs) also for men and women. We're talking about all people, all time. He would not need a book translated into hundreds of languages. He absolutely would because it is a powerful, loving, saving message for all people for all time. It is because God so loved the world, not just certain people of the world, not just certain uh, parts of the world, but for God so loved the world and it is the gospel. It is good news for all men for all time. So naturally we need the Bible translated into every language because everyone needs to and deserves to know the truth of how much God loves them and how he sent his son to save us. So he said he would not need uh, a book translated into hundreds of languages as he is all powerful He would simply implant his message and rules of conduct in our minds, wouldn't he, with a question mark? And I'm like, no, he wouldn't because he's not a controlling God. He's not a forceful God. He's not a manipulative God. And to implant messages and rules of conduct into someone's mind is forceful and is manipulative and is controlling. And that is, this guy is right. That is not my God. That is a lowercase g God. That is someone who wants to be the almighty, not the God that I serve. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no, you're, you're right. That is what a God does. Someone who is a lowercase g. Um, so we're, we're clearly on the same page in some ways and not in other, other ways. What makes you believe your God is a man? Again, lowercase g. I'm like, well, you're not talking about the same person. <laughs> My God is a man because he's fully human. Well, when he was Jesus, but Jesus isn't walking the earth anymore, but Jesus is God and God is Jesus. And it's three and one, it's one and three. It's also his spirit. It's the father, son, and Holy spirit. So I know that God 
is and was a man in the form of Jesus because he lives, because he didn't die. In his death, he conquered death when he rose again, when he rose up from the grave. So I'm like, man, this, whew, this poor guy, he, he's just so mixed with so many things. Um, I just had to stop and pray and pray that, that the truth come into his heart. What makes you believe your God is a man? How many versions of your God's lowercase g Bible do you support? And I'm like, well, there's only one Bible. <laughs> Holy Roman Catholics are permitted to read Bibles with the Nihil Obstat. I'm not sure what that is. And an imprimatur. Reading any other Bible is a sin against your God, lowercase g. Why did your God create so much sin? And I'm like, well, God allowed us to choose. God gave us the power and the beauty and the gift of free will. It's man that chose to sin. God doesn't force us. God doesn't make us. And God didn't create so much sin. Look at Adam and Eve in the beginning of the Bible. It was free from sin. And look at how life will be when Jesus returns. We'll be free from sin. We'll be free from pain. We'll be free from suffering. That wasn't God's creation. That was human's choice. And he didn't create it, but he didn't stop us from choosing it because he, he doesn't stop us from choosing him. It's a choice to love him. It's a choice to accept him. It's a choice to let him in. It's a choice to follow him. He's not going to force us because that's not the kind of God he is. And so he went on. Why did your God create so much sin? And I thought, well, he didn't create it, but he allowed it because he created free choice and free will. And he's not a forceful God. He's not a manipulative God. He lets us choose. Uh, oh, that's right. This is part of the, the guy's response. Oh, that's right. The logical answer can be found in the aforementioned Bible. Let's be real. And then there's pictures of the different Bibles, right? The Holy Bible. And it's a meme that says only a lie has different versions. And I was at my mom's house dropping off my daughter and I talked to her about this. And I said, mom, I just had to stop before I could even complete the reading of his response and just pray for him and just pray that whatever pain he's in gets transformed by the blood of Jesus today in Jesus name. Amen. Uh, because clearly this response is carrying and holding the energy and frequency of so much pain. And so I had to pray for that. And my response, because I picked up on what he shared earlier, led me to asking or saying, I can't help but wonder why, what, what he quoted when he said earlier, I have read the Bible several times and refer to it often. So my reply was, I can't help but wonder why you refer to it often if you're so against it and then put one of those little like hmm emojis if you're so against something why would you refer to it so often that was my thought my pondering my questioning and then i shared with respect i'll be praying for you and no longer engaging because i was asking the lord about this like i said before there were thousands of other people who responded, amen, 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 amen. And I was just one of those thousands of people. And this person chose me to 
begin this conversation over everyone else on this thread. I didn't go through all the other threads. Maybe he was engaging this way with other people, but of the ones I saw, he was not also targeting, also attacking, also commenting on their amens. And so I couldn't help but think that the Lord had a message for me in this, that the Lord was teaching me and showing me something in this and through this. And so I thanked him first and foremost for that. Lord, thank you for this engagement. Lord, thank you for this encounter. Thank you for the wisdom that you have embraced upon me, that you have blessed me with. Thank you for your mercy and your gracefulness. Lord, I'm feeling some resistance, so please come into my heart my body, my mind, my life, my spirit, and and search and find, and please show me what you would have me know from this experience. And I, I, I just stopped responding because some people are just not worth the energy they're trying to take from you. And there's power in, in just saying, this is enough. This is where this ends. And, and praying for the person. Prayer is the most powerful gift you can give to someone. Uh, it is the most powerful thing you can do. It is the most incredible gift you can allow yourself to receive uh, from others and to also share with others. And so I just asked, Lord, will you, will you show me something about this? And uh, then the verse Ephesians 4.29 came to my mind. And so I looked it up and it says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And I loved that that verse was was true in this positive quotes group uh, with the initial post of you got to include God in everything. And I I believe that was it was words of wisdom, words of strength, words of encouragement, words of faith, uh, for God to say, you are, I am with you and you are with me. I am yours and you are mine. And I heard that song in a line, um, in a worship song as I was driving home and just pondering this and reflecting on this and wondering about this. And literally the Bible talks about just murder after murder after murder after war after battle after you know plagues all the plagues that happened in exodus when pharaoh would not let god's people go like there are bad things that happen there always will be bad things that happen until christ returns again until he comes again and restores all things renews all things but until that day we are called to live in such a way that is christ-like and and this attack is not christ-like this is a spiritual attack it's spiritual warfare it's, it's a, you know not not the spirit of god big g capital g uh, but it was it was just amazing because as i'm reading through all the other comments, with God were nothing. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, was someone else's comment? Absolutely. Always. Amen. He comes first in all things in life. And there's no other responses. This person did not personally attack other people on the thread. And I couldn't help but wonder uh, when I read what he was saying to me specifically and knowing that God is growing. <laughs> knowing that God is growing me, knowing that God is strengthening me, knowing that God is maturing me and, and giving thanks for that and giving gratitude for that. Instead of taking this as a personal attack, seeing that God has something for me in it. There's a gift in, 
in that for for me in this and i was just so humbled by this and grateful for this uh, because in in many ways and in other things and other areas of my life things are not this this easy switch click switch flip turnaround uh but god is showing me you know where where people feel lost they they can immediately be found and it can be found in his word in in scripture and I couldn't help but think or know that hurt people hurt people. And this man who responded in this way is hurting. And all I could think to do was pray. And I just felt this powerful release and freedom from me and this this cord and chain cut and broken through praying for him. And it's it's holiday season. My daughter and I had to go get some groceries and go get some gas and there was construction on the road and we came up to a stoplight and we saw a, a man holding a sign and the sign said, life sucks or no, it said life really sucks. Please help. And I thought, oh, how exciting. This is our chance. I don't know about you, but I don't keep cash on me anymore because like everything is digital, <laughs> but he was holding up this sign that said, life really sucks. Anything helps. And I said, how unfortunate, Gabby, let's give him the greatest gift this holiday season. And she's like, well, mom, do you have any money? And I said, money is not the greatest gift you can ever give someone. The greatest gift you can ever give someone is, is prayer. And so we obviously are not going to sit there and roll down our window and, and use this as a, a chance and time to minister because we're literally just waiting for the light to turn green again so we can turn left. So we're, we're looking at a sign and, and I just bust out in a, in a rhymey prayer. <laughs> I said, Lord, there's this man standing there. I know you see him. I know you've read his sign. His sign says life really sucks. Anything helps. So Lord, let us help him today. Let us help him in the most powerful and incredible way. Lord, he's not wrong. <laughs> he is right. Sometimes life is a really big fight. And, and there are some things in life that really, really suck. But Lord, whatever it is that is causing this fight, this internal, mental, emotional, spiritual battle, Lord, we just pray that the power of your spirit come to him today and free him from all these binds and all these chains today, that he be unbound, unbroken, unchained today, Lord, from the spirit that, that is over him, that is with him, that has him fear and everything that he is fearing, Lord, we just pray and sir, that he surrender that today to you, Lord. We pray that he hand it over to you, that he give it to you. And he just feel his, your arms wrap around him and embrace him and love him and shelter him and comfort him and connect him, Lord. And we just pray all of these things in, in Jesus name. Amen. And I said, honey, that is the most powerful, incredible gift that you can ever give someone. So he said, anything helps. He just got helped like never before. <laughs> and she's like, well, mom, I don't get it. Look, he has a bicycle. And I said, oh my gosh, what a blessing to have a bicycle. She's like, well, I wonder, maybe he said life really sucks because he doesn't have a house. And I said, I can, I can see that. Yeah, that would be a challenge. And she's like, but he's got a bicycle. And I said, what a blessing, right? Because he can get to places he needs to faster because he's got a bicycle. It's, it's, going to take a lot less time to ride a bike than it would to walk. So he can get to places faster. He can get to shelter faster. And she's like, and then I see a bag mom with like food and stuff. And I said, oh my gosh, what a blessing. He has food. And she's like, and he's got clothes. And I said, yeah, that's protection, right? Clothes are protection. So he's got things to protect his body. He's got food. He's got transportation. 
oh my gosh, you know what, honey, he is doing a lot better than a lot of people in the world who have no protection, who have no food, who don't have clothes. So he is blessed. And the Bible says that we are blessed. And so if he just gives and hands over the rest to Christ, he can lay down that fight. And so we talked about the ways that he was blessed and, and how the scripture says, count it all joy. All those things can be counted as joy. And comparison is the thief of joy. So if you're saying, well, I don't have a house, I don't have this, I don't have that. And you're comparing to other people who have other things, you're, you're taking away your joy. Literally, there's always something to be grateful for. He had food, he had a bike, he had transportation, he had clothes, he had shoes, and they looked fairly new. If I'm being honest with you. And, and that's not the point of this, this telling and the sharing and the story, but there's always something to be thankful for. And there's always something to be grateful for. And there's so much power in prayer. There's redemptive power in prayer. There's, there's power in it for you. And there's power in it for those that you're praying for too. And so I always ask in, in, in my prayers to just, Lord, I repent anything that is seen or unseen that is known or unknown. Lord, I just ask that you break the chains of it, that they fall to the ground right now in Jesus name, by the blood of Jesus. And I feel this immediate freedom and relief from it. Every time I pray this prayer, every time I say, God, right there, whatever that is, I feel a knot. I feel a knot inside my chest. I feel a tightening in my throat. And I, I it might be because of this thing, or it might be because this experience activated another thing. So Lord, whatever it is, I surrender it to you. I lay it all down to you. I give it to you. I hand it over to you because Lord, your word says to cast your worries, cast your fears, cast your anxieties. And I'm doing that today, right here, right now in this place, Lord. And I fully, completely trust you with all things because for you from all, all, for you from, what is it? For for you are all things and to you are all things. Lord, you do deserve the glory and I give you the glory and I give you the honor and I give you the praise and I praise your name. And I always feel this immediate, like, uh, it didn't make that thing go away, whatever the thing was. And it was just an experience. That's all they are, right? Whether we, we choose to call them or claim them good or bad or right or wrong, it's all just an experience. And it's all an experience that we can hand over and say, Lord, I trust that you're using this to grow me, to strengthen me, and to show me something. Lord, so I'm open to that something. I'm open to understanding and experiencing and receiving your wisdom and your grace through this today, whatever it is in whatever way, because sometimes we can get mad at God and go, why would you let me go through this thing? Why me out of all those people did this person choose to attack, choose to come after? But when I see the way that I might not have handled it perfectly, but I handled it with grace, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the changes and the transformation that God has has walked me through and brought me through and the change within me. And I, I see the way that like the old me pre-God would have handled that, would have engaged with that, would have experienced that. And I see now the me that is walking with faith with God each and every day and the way that I'm now free from that immediately. And so that's why I felt called and compelled to share this because that is always available in every experience, in every instance, in every engagement, in every moment, it's always available to us. And I just wanted to share my personal experience in hopes that it helps you with possibly similar personal experiences that you've had because you never know what someone's going through, right? We're all fighting battles that that we can't see. We're all fighting battles that no one else knows about. But the truth is 
God knows about all the battles that we're all fighting. And I could feel that this man who decided to comment is fighting a battle, an internal spiritual battle, and he believes he's losing. And so I couldn't help but just, just thank God because the battle's already won in and through his son. And for the personal relationship that I have with Jesus that allows me to be free from things like this, things that used to get me caught, trapped and bound up and, and really kind of stuck up thinking I knew better. Um, and I looked this up and this word came to mind. It was the word secondary gain and secondary gain is a psychological concept that refers to the benefit or advantages that a person receives from having or reporting a problem. And these benefits can include avoiding unpleasant situations, getting attention, or support from others or increasing self-esteem and not only does imply that the problem is not real but that it is maintained or exaggerated by the person because of the positive outcomes and a lot of it is is attention it's attention seeking it's self-seeking it's it's the um making someone else wrong or putting them down so that you can feel right and and be brought up and i i just know that i know that hurt people hurt people and so i couldn't help but just immediately turn to to the thing that heals people over the thing that hurts people and that is prayer and i just had to stop right there and say okay this is an indication to pray and that is what you're going to receive from me today, a gift, the gift of prayer. And then I, I understood why the Bible says pray for your enemies, because not only does it help and heal them, it frees you from that and them as well. So I just wanted to share this with you today. I love you guys. Um, I'm always praying for you, for all my listeners, for everyone who listens, for everyone who shares. And I just want to thank you for, for where you are. If you are uh, looking for an incredible, powerful membership, our membership in is now open. It's $88 a month. I'd love to see you inside of our, our weekly connects. Uh, you can find out information in the description below this episode. And you can always find out ways to connect and work personally and privately one-to-one as well. I love you. I'm sending you all the prayers and all the love. In Jesus' name, bye for now.